Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Hey, hey, listeners, welcome back for another live version of your Smart Retirement Podcast. Mike Points here, your co-host. I'm here with my esteemed friend and co-host, Matt Hollander. What's happening, Matt? What's going on, Mike? Uh, trying not to, uh, like, we, we, we kind of skipped spring out here in Scottsdale. It's really interesting. We had, like, 70, 80 degrees. We had, like, two days with 80, and now it's, like, up in the high 90s. I'm just like, okay, I would have liked another month of, like, some 80s in there. But uh, the pool's starting to get warm, so got some new patio furniture. And man, patio furniture is expensive. <laughs> it really is. They've kind of got you in a pickle, right? Where you want to be outside more and you need to stretch your living space. And there's really not that many games in town. If you want to get it quick, it's a fortune. If you're willing to wait, which is rare because people don't really spend that kind of money until they're like, I want to use it today then you can get a bit better deal like if you go on costco.com or some of these online vendors yeah i actually ended up getting a lot of the stuff from costco right Uh, but you know it's taking three to four weeks for it to come in it's you know it's funny we live in that generation now that like you go on amazon and you can't have it in three days you're like i don't want it then (laughs) people feel the same way about loans they're like hey when are we going to close i just gave you all the documents yesterday i'm like well (laughs) It doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> underwriting process and those people have like other loans that they're doing too. And we haven't figured out the robot underwriter yet. Yeah. <laughs> some some banks will some banks will tell you that they have, like uh the ones that launch rockets, and then you'll get right you'll get right into like the week before you close and they'll say, Hey, I'm sorry, this you need to bring in another sixty thousand dollars. The income we used isn't accurate. You know, or so I would rather take longer and be right. But I, I do think I'm, I'm plugging myself here. You're right. You're I was in the attic yesterday realizing that the attic light bulb went out and I ordered a light bulb in the attic on my knees from my phone. Right. Right. It's probably shown up today or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, same day delivery here in Phoenix because we've got a huge warehouse here. So if it's luckily here, right. I mean, boom, <laughs> we just we've got it. So yeah, well, you know, listeners, we want to kick off part two of our three part series. Um, this one's great. It's it's basically thinking like a retiree when you're in your 40s and 50s. So the message we're trying to help you focus on during this series is little tips and tricks that don't seem really prudent to get on right now, but allowing yourself time to let these things really grow into valuable assets, extremely good tools to either retiring earlier, maybe just retiring better or smarter, if you will, and also retiring with some certainty because I think a lot of people out there Maybe they started in the employee employee world, but then they quickly saw that they had some skills that they could be compensated for if they went self-employed and became a contractor. And now they're right in this limbo where like the last three or four years, I've been just thinking about cash flow. Now the business is going well. I haven't been retiring for three or four years. What do I do to catch up? Yeah. Um, and actually, we got, a, we got a call in from Craig, actually one of our listeners out in Cleveland, Ohio. 
and he said, hey, I'm 38 years old. I basically started a business in my mid thirties and I need to start a barometer. Matt, this question's for you. Okay. You know, what is, considering my age at 38 and knowing, I won't share all of Craig's background, but yeah. he's basically said, you know, I, I've had a gap in retirement planning because I needed to make sure the money I had was able to help the, the business operate. What should I have just simple in retirement now to see that I've got like an A grade at getting there, Okay. which is such a, you know, double-edged question, right? Like what is getting there? There's all these things you could easily combat me at, Matt, but just yeah. kind of generally speaking, if you were on a golf course and this guy was about to tee off with you, what would you tell him sure. in a couple seconds? Yeah, I mean, it, this could be, we could have a sh whole show just on this and the ideology of, you know, there's so many different ways to really do that, right? But I think at the end of the day, I was looking around uh, online a little bit and uh, Ally Bank had a, actually made a pretty good article uh, that talks about saving, you know, through your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and gives you an idea of exactly that, okay? A chart they have on here, I'm gonna reference the chart, but you know, for this listener, age 40, so he's two years away, they say that you should have three times your income saved by age, okay? okay? okay. So age 50, or look at five times, age 60, seven times, age 70, nine times your income. Now, this is very much a general way of looking at it because we it, it really boils down to how lavish of a retirement are you looking to have? What other sources of income are you going to be having uh, that come in, right? So you're going to want to make this this money work for you in some way or another that you can draw from and take income from it. But then also, you know, what's your Social Security like? What's that going to look like? Is it going to be around, right? For some of our listeners, we don't know. Uh, Twenty thirty four is a year, right? Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to have to figure something out there. So, mm -hmm. and, and I imagine they will. I don't think it's going to ever be one of those things where they're going to say, "Hey, we're just not doing this anymore." But I do think there's going to be some changes coming in into that. Um, you know, as far as probably the full retirement age being pushed back uh, and maybe reduction of benefits, which, you know, really stinks for a lot of these people that were looking forward to that when they, uh, you know, would go claim Social Security. Um, so you're so saying income, some of our self-employed guys like Craig from Cleveland yeah. is probably strategically planning, writing off things. So yeah. if his income's only 36000 Craig, what, he, what Matt's really talking about is like, the income that you use for your personal budget, right? Your personal budget can be different than what you report to the IRS or your state franchise tax board. Not because you're being, you know, unethical or, or fraudulent, just because you don't really apply tax code to your budget. So if you're living off of an income that you see, okay, $70,000 a year helps me run my house, utilities, I have grocery money, that that in your 30s, you should have one time your income in retirement, mm -hmm. okay? So not terrible. I mean, if, you, if you're like at 50 and you need to get to 70, you're not like, you're not getting an A in this class, but you're getting a B, B minus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what, it, and then what Matt's gonna do in this, right after the break is give us some great ideas on, hey, how do I get there intelligently? You know, mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm being a smart retiree in my 40s, if I'm gonna pat myself on the back my 58 year old self today, what are the ways to start the building blocks? Cause I can't go out and trade options and, you know, buy a business and 
own a commercial building unless I'm a Rockefeller. I have to start simple. It's like eating an elephant. So Matt's going to get into that in the second half of our show. Um, I'm going to probably talk really quick today because I have limited time. I'm getting on a jet plane tomorrow to go to Virginia. Um, I've prepared less than Matt has this week, but Matt's got some great stuff to, to, to talk about. Also, I want a testimony to all you listeners. What Matt's recommending today after the break, I've actually put in place in my own personal finance plan. I've seen it work wonderfully already with my spillover buckets, which he'll talk about, like the difference between how much I put in my 401k, and I won't spoil it for you, Matt, but I wanted listeners to know that what Matt's recommending today, I've actually done myself through Matt, and it I've been very pleased. Yeah, um, and listeners, so, real quick, Mike, um, listeners, if you're you know in the same boat, you're trying to figure out, hey, am I saving enough? What's that going to look like? If you want a more in-depth uh, projection on that i'm happy to run a income plan for you to give you an idea of how you're tracking and what you can do to help pick that up so if that's something of interest to you 866-53-RETIRE again that's 866-53-RETIRE or shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com so mike what do you say we take a break and uh, when we come back let's uh let's have some fun with it let's get it done oh stick around we'll be right back it's been a roller coaster of a start to the new decade. From the pandemic to the election, record low interest rates, a wild market, home prices that seem to have no ceiling, it leaves us asking what's next? Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will this past election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my home before the market adjusts to downsize? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion. From a team like Century Financial Consultants, with over 40 years of financial planning experience, get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license number 0L23991 and 0175638. Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of your Smart Retirement Podcast, here again with another great loan idea. If you're like me, you've been sitting in your house wondering, how can I make the house bigger, better, or even smoother to walk through? Well, guess what? I've got the renovation loan for you. Banks are now looking at your cool idea and seeing what the after construction value of the house will be, and they'll let you borrow up to that after construction value. Guys, we can do up to 95% loan to value on your primary residence. And if you've got investment properties, we can do up to 75% loan to value on those. Listen, start with Advice Before Price. That's my website. Go to Advice Before Price and start an application or reach out to me through the website. I'll go into details with you about the renovation loans and help you understand how this will work. I'm excited to turn this imagination into a reality this week. So reach out to me at advicebeforeprice.com. Thanks guys. Now here's to the show. And MLS number. 1246224 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act NMLS number 328358 
Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs. Bad times are coming and I reap what I done sowed. Tell you something, all that glitters and gold. It's been a long old trouble, long old troublesome road. And I'm looking for somebody coming, help me carry this load. I need dollar, dollar. Okay, listeners, we're back from that break. And I can't tell you how excited I am to let Matt talk about this again. I've gone ahead myself and taken Matt up on this advice. It's been about almost two years now. And love the fact that I have what he's going to talk about in place. It's just a nice, one of those things I needed to have a discussion with a professional because I was in my late 30s and I felt like I was falling behind in retirement planning. And he just kind of laid it out for me in a refreshing way. Um, This doesn't cover everything I need, but it's a big segment of like what we talked about in, you know, the wealth triangle episode 16 where we talk about building a base to protect yourself but also having the right plan in place to start the little things in retirement right um matt i will let you take it away from here just okay. do us a favor do us a favor um when you can make sure you um make sure you don't take us through all of this exciting stuff because we got to say some of it for part three, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I guess where I want to start today and discussing is just uh, the idea of having a diversified portfolio is extremely important, right? And that's the one thing uh, you know when people are t- we're talking. I mean, that's the the first thing we're going to cover is you know making sure that you've you've dotted all your eyes, crossed all your T's, and you're having a little bit of money in different places, right? Um, I mentioned this in, in part one, but you know, people are running out of the ability to have pensions and things at work, right? So you're really going to have to be aware of that and plan early. And you know, compound interest is your best friend. And the sooner you can get started on something like this, totally better. agree with that. You know? Totally agree with that. So I mean, one of the things that I it's just like a no brainer, easiest thing that you know we talk about doing is. You've got your traditional 401k or traditional IRA. Um, The 401k is going to have higher contribution limits than an IRA, of course. And it's going to have less options usually available inside of it. But the one thing you sometimes will get with a 401k is the ability to have your employer match the funds that you're putting in. And, you know, that's going to vary based upon the employer. But let's say you wanted to put in 10% of what you were bringing in. And but your employer is only matching 6%. So it makes sense to then take the full 6% because essentially that's free money from your employer. And then maybe look at taking the other 4% and contributing it into a Roth 401k. If you have that option available to you at work, I would strongly suggest it because when we're looking at diversification, it's not only being diversified as far as assets, it's diversified in the tax status of these assets as well. So the money that's going into a traditional 401k or IRA is able to be written off on your taxes at the end of the year, or as a Roth is not. But the benefit of this Roth now becomes you put the money in, you've already paid taxes on it. 
when you go to pull the money out, it will be tax-free and it grows inside the account to absolutely tax-free. So, you know, what am I saying there? It's, it makes sense because later on, as that asset grows over time and you want to take income from it, it's going to keep your taxes low in retirement. And that's key because we don't know what's going on with taxes on a day-to-day -day basis. So, um, you know, so in many accounts, so like if you see someone, I know you look at, like you mentioned before the break, you're willing to look at people's yeah. asset accounts with them and help them give them a, give them a retirement review. How much of the portfolio is initial principal versus actual growth? Like how much, if you look at, let's say they have a hundred thousand dollars in there okay, and they've been saving it for 20 years, 15 years, mm -hmm. you're getting most of your clientele a little late where they're like, Hey, we're really behind, mm -hmm. you know? you're not getting them in their forties and fifties unless you're going and talking to someone that set an appointment with you based on a referral or something. Correct. Correct. So of a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, how much of that is the actual money they put in after tax to a Roth and how much of it is the growth part? Is it usually 50% or more is the actual like growth that's built over time? You know, it's hard to say, right? I mean, I don't know what it's invested in. Uh, it still has market risk. So it, depending on when we look at it, right? It's hard to well, say. What I'm trying to say is you're trying to tell, you're mentioning the fact that this money grows and compounds in mm -hmm. its growth mm -hmm. year after year after year tax-free. Mm -hmm. So even if you dumped 15,000 in there once, it would right. grow for 20 years. You would think, yeah, right. And depending on what you had it in, maybe you bought like an S&P 500 index fund or something, right? And if you look at that on a over the last 20, 30 years, I think it's about 8.2%, 8.3%. So yeah, you put in 15 grand and an 8.3% over 20 years, I don't have the compounding interest calculator in front of me, but um, yeah, of course it's going to do that, but you are gonna have some years that you're gonna have some market volatility, um, which is kind of why the, yes, I really enjoy the Roth products and I see a, a niche for that in everyone's retirement, but also looking into like the product that we've done for you, Mike, is looking into a thing called fixed indexed universal life insurance and indexed universal life don't think of it as just life insurance okay essentially what's happening is we've created the insurance companies have created a way where you the individual can add money in on a monthly annual however you want to do it basis kind of like a little savings account and it's growing over time based upon if you do a fixed index universal life insurance policy, it follows an index like an S&P 500. Um, there's hundreds of different indexes that these insurance companies use. Um, the S&P 500 is usually the most easy to track and follow, of course. Yeah. Um, but what will happen is the money goes in. You're going to pay for some of the insurance, right, because it does have a death benefit associated to it but it's really more of an accumulation focused product that we're going to utilize later in life for income. And I'm not sure which episode, we did one with a guest, Chris Foley, Mike, do you remember the, uh, the episode? Number yeah, one? that was this, that was episode 28. Okay. What's better than cash, cash and a death benefit. Exactly. So <laughs> essentially what these things do is, Money goes in, grows over time, compounding, and then at the point of time that you decide to start taking income from this, you're essentially borrowing against your own death benefit in the policy. And what by doing that, you're not actually pulling money out, you're borrowing it on a loan from your own self, a loan that you'll never have to repay 
because the death benefit pays the loan off, but it's tax free. So yeah, because it's not income, right? You're borrowing yeah. your own money, right? Yeah. And yeah. just like in, in most, almost all life insurance policies, the death benefit when it goes to the heir is tax free. Now, all you're doing is taking advantage of your own death benefit now or in 20 years when you decide to use this product, right? Okay, so you got yeah. a living benefit and a death benefit. You got it. And what's really cool about these things is if you set them up early enough, like I, I did mine when I was in my early 20s, I basically contribute for X amount of years. When my son's ready to go to college, I can turn on some income now to help supplement the income to pay for his school for the four, five, six, whoever many years he ends up going. And then I can turn it off and it'll continue to grow again for when I'm ready to do it when I retire. Okay, so they're flexible yeah. in the sense that you can really, you can do just about anything you want with turning on and off income, how much income you want to take from it, that's all can be changed. The one thing that cannot be changed, and if you've ever heard of a MEC or Modified Endowment Contract on a life insurance policy, what happens is you can't overfund a life insurance policy. So essentially, when you open it up, you say, Matt, let's put in uh, five grand a year. Okay, five grand a year it is. You can't go and then the following year put $10,000 into it. Um, the IRS looks at that as overfunding and it will then become a taxable account. The death benefit would still be tax-free, but when you start borrowing things from it, you will not get the tax-free advantage that you would have if you would have set it up correctly. So, you know, you can have more than one of these things. So let's say you start one when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and you start making more money in your 60s. Well, you just open another one at that point in time, uh, assuming your health is still good, because you are going to have to pass a health exam and physical. They'll come to the house, draw blood, do all that fun stuff. So um, the other thing that you can look at on the universal life side is they have something that's called a variable universal life insurance policy. So the difference between the two is a fixed index doesn't have any market risk. So that money is going in, you're following an a, a index, you're not getting 100% of whatever the index does. The insurance company might take 20% right off the top of the return on that index, but what they're doing is on the backside insuring you of any downside loss. So yes, you still pay the fees uh, for the insurance inside of it, but you don't have any loss of principal at any point in time. Whereas in a variable universal life policy, you're essentially buying inside of the uh, insurance policy, they have options that are called sub-accounts. And a sub-account is going to have like mutual funds, if you will, inside of it. They're, they're kind of like a mutual fund. But they, you get 100% of the upside, but you get 100% of the downside as well. So uh, fundamentally for me, if I'm trying to set something up that, like a pension, I don't want to have that worry of what's the stock market going to do and have to be concerned right. whether or not you know my, my account's going to be able to be there when I want to take it when I retire in 30 years. You know, this is like that safe money stuff. This is a pension. So, hey, let's put the money in on a fixed index basis so you can track an index, don't have any downside risk. We can make some uh, estimates based upon what the market's done in the past and get a pretty good idea of how much income they're going to be able to guarantee for life. So if that's something of interest to any of you out there, feel free. 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Happy to run you a quote, let you see what that might look like. Any amount is okay. If you want to do $100 a month, that's fine. I'll run it so you can see it. And you just see, even at $100 a month, if you started that, let's say you're in your 20s, I mean, that policy is going to be doing pretty good by the time you're you know, 65, 70 years old and wanting to um, 
start with drawing from it. So, and my yeah, I mean, I loosely, I, so at the age of 38, I started doing $400 a month. And by the time I'm 58 and a half, so 20 years later, I'll be able to take out $1,600 a month tax-free, almost $1,800 a month, excuse mm -hmm. me, tax-free with no penalties, no nothing for the, until I'm like 95. Yeah. So here's the thing. But, but that, that could run out, but it's, so it's not like for three years, it's not like, oh, you can have a, like a nice little buffer as you go into retirement. No, I'm going to use that to make sure I post postpone taking social security. I'm going to use that to offset the fact that I'm probably going to not be working as much at 58. That's my goal is to be half retired at 58 where I'm literally like golfing two days a week. <laughs> that sounds fun. But don't worry, clients. That's 17 years from now. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think that one of the things you didn't touch on, yeah. you talked about a cap on life insurance policies, but what are the general caps on like 401ks and Roths? So like if someone has $30,000 a year that they want to allocate to this stuff, what is the cap on a Roth right now? Because I know that moves every year. It does. I'm pulling it up right now. So 401ks uh, for the Roth 401k or a traditional, it's going to be dollars uh, $19,500 a year that you're allowed to put in there. And then okay. on the IRA side of things, less. Um, so in the IRA side, um, if you're under 50, you can put in up to $6,000 a year into a traditional and 6,000 into a Roth. If you're older than 50, you get an extra $1,000, what they call it, the catch-up provision. And so it goes up to $7,000 a year you can put into that. The life insurance policy, there is no limit, right? We just have to make it something that you can sustain for a period of time. So you don't wanna make it too small, don't make it too big that you're not gonna be able to afford it. Uh, you know, in any given year. So you kind of want to base that and kind of right. look at your, your income in a whole and figure out, okay, I'm already contributing some to my 401k. So now I'm going to follow Matt's advice. I'm going to take some of my 401k stuff, go to the Roth, put some money there. And then now let's look and base on, you know, that what's left over. And let's take a percentage of that and put that into the life insurance policy. Right. And then there's, here's what's great about, and I'm going to segue Matt into my yeah. piece now, if you don't sure. mind. Here's what's great about Matt working together with you. You know, we're kind of like yin and yang, or, you know, Batman and Robin. Of course, I'm Batman. But thanks. I, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, what is what is really happening here is, you know, you might discover, hey, I've got a thousand dollars that after I pay my budget down, you know, have my obligations met, yep. put money aside in my emergency fund. I've got a thousand dollars that I want to use. Um, I'm already not factoring in the match from my employer. Like I don't consider that my budget. And if you're smart, you're doing that. You're saying my budget is take home money and I have a match set aside that I'm capping out as much as I can. Yep. Um, and then with that take home money, you're now saying I've got a thousand dollars left over. Matt might help you find a way to achieve your goal with a life insurance with three, four, $500. I can then sit back and show you, Hey, if you put $350 a month towards this personal liability, you're going to have that thing paid off in a year and nine months. And if you continue to put that personal liability, let's say it's a car loan for $400 a month. This is what's called the snowball effect. You can look this up. I didn't create it, but you know, um, Dave Ramsey himself talks about this a lot on his show about being debt free, but 
With yep. that $1,000, Matt can now have you properly starting your retirement for tax-free income. The employer is matching you on the, the fun stuff that grows in the market. Matt's got you in a more secure, like he said, you could do it indexed or non-indexed. And then I'm giving you advice on ways to pay down this debt so that you free up cash flow that you could start next year putting in with Matt, right? Up to the amount we make. Or now you've got $600 left over after a year and a half. Guess what? Let's put that towards the mortgage. Let's find a way to get that mortgage paid off at 58 as well. If you have the ability to take out tax-free money up to two or $2,000 or $2,400 a month, and now you don't have a $1,900 a month mortgage payment at 58, that's equivalent to someone that's making $6,000 a month and taking home $4,400. So after taxes, that's basically a $72,000 income. You right. freed up cash, you freed up liabilities, and you've created this tax-free income, so the IRS is not gonna touch it. Guess what, if you don't want it one month, you just leave it in the reserve account. It's, it continues to grow. And if you should pass away prematurely, Matt's got your family's back on the life insurance policy. So. This is a great way to segue from the guy that's saying, oh, I got $10,000 in a Robinhood account and I'm looking at stuff planning for my retirement. Hey, that's what we call funny money. That's good. That's a good use of your time. I like your mind in the market, kind of feeling where the economy is going. You have to be plugged in to do that, to do it right at least, <laughs> or you could just lose it all. But this is the stuff that really starts the building blocks. You guys want to go back, you listeners want to go back and listen to our Wealth Triangle series. Starts at episode 16, 17, and 18. Look those up in our episodes. You can go to smartretirementcast.com. Episodes, its own page. This is episode 47 we're at. We're almost at episode 50, Matt. Whoa. I know. Crazy. And then the other the other episode that we referenced earlier in the show is what's better than cash cash and a death benefit that's episode 28 check that out too um listeners matt's not joking he wants to do these these um one-on-ones with you these account reviews 86653 retire allows you to get to to matt um i like to come in in this situation if he does a retirement review i would just come in behind him and say hey look here's a couple things i would recommend you know, either your mortgage is way higher than it should be. What's your plan with this house? Are you going to make it a rental property? Are you going to move up in a couple of years? Let's address these personal items now that are like higher car payments, higher personal loans. Here's how you can afford to get the move up house. Let's put you on a 12 month plan. Let's pay off these liabilities. Let's take a 401k loan to pay off these liabilities so that you qualify for a bigger house and the loan can be a repayment to yourself through your paycheck. Really neat stuff. We're here to help you with all of it, kind of put it all together. Um, Matt, I wanted to just thank you today for going into detail on that. I wish we had the time to go into like minutia, but I know listeners are going to want to see you online, but wait, they can, right? Yep. We have, we have an online YouTube video as of this year, since January, uh, early February, early February or late January, we started recording all of our shows you listen to on our own YouTube channel. Uh, Matt, help us with the YouTube channel. Yep. So pretty easy. Just uh, when you're going on to YouTube, just type in Smart Retirement Podcast. Our channel will come up and uh, we've got the library of videos up there posted. 
a couple other videos in there as well. Uh, there's got, got one of me doing an interview with uh, one of our guests that we had on the show, Mark Rogers, that was a good interview that just kind of talks about, you know, the, what I like to do as far as uh, in my business and how we're a little bit different here at the Century Financial Consultants. So, um, yeah, but uh, thanks again, Mike, for hopping on. Uh, have a safe trip over uh, to the East Coast. Ooh, before yeah. we go. Yeah. I know you're going to I know you're going to say your famous line. I don't want you to say it yet. Okay. Part three of ah. this series is going to be we kind of left the best for last, just like they do on the news. You know, we're getting to the best episode right after the weather. But we've got um, one of your close colleagues that you've worked with before, um, the Pacific Financial Group. We're going to lock him in on a date and time and record him. We may record, we may record before the actual Tuesday showing. We'll see how it goes. But um, he's from the Pacific Financial Group. And he does self-directed IRA help. So he's a third-party administrator. Yep. Tell us a little bit about his name and some stuff you've done with him, Matt. Yeah, so I'm trying to get Eric Coons, who will be our guest for that. And I've been in the, uh, been around Eric now for probably seven or eight years in the, in the, in the field. Um, what his company does is he is able to bring in uh, their managed portfolios into your personal 401k. So you, rather than having that 30 or 40 different options that you might have inside your 401k now, they're going to be able to come in and say, hey, you know, you want this money to be just set it, forget it, let us come in and help manage it for you. They'll charge a percentage to manage it. And then boom, you know, you've got opened up a whole new uh, option availability inside this, uh, inside of your portfolio. So I'm pretty excited to have Eric on. I think it... Uh, will be very informational for everyone here to uh, get to spend some time and get to understand what he does a little bit better. I think it's a it's a good product to have in the marketplace and especially with some people, you know, I think a lot of my clients have seen uh, when they have their 401ks, you know, they just set, they usually just buy a target fund, right? And that target fund is like, hey, I'm going to target fund retire this date. So it automatically will change the makeup and um, uh, the balance of how, you know how conservative et cetera is inside that portfolio as they approach their retirement um, yeah whereas this is going to be a little bit better be a more a little more personalized based upon your actual risk tolerance and things like that so yeah but you can get into things that are very very different i mean you can buy into delaware statutory trust where you have a fraction of commercial real estate owned you can buy real estate outright as an llc um, we're going to have eric touch on that because i think it's it gives people, and you don't have to do all of your money there, right? You can do a portion, but it gives people that. I mean, if you're already starting to invest and you're thinking about other ways to make money and maybe your nine to five is something that you are great at and you can focus on just that, but you also dabble in other things, self-directed IRA can be a lot of fun. We're going to touch on that in part three. We save that for, for last for you guys. Very good. All right, smart retirees, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. We'll see you in two weeks. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. Wow.